0: For the last 22 years, I've been rocking stages, playing in clubs, and having a lot of fun as a DJ and turntablist, and I've seen and learned a lot. Now it's time for me to share that knowledge by answering the questions that can help you become a better DJ. I'm DJ TLF, and this is Share the Knowledge. Today's podcast is brought to you by Banzoogle. Yes, indeed. Back once again. It's your boy DJ TLM and I'd like to welcome you to the Share the Knowledge podcast. This is my Q&A show for DJs. I try to share my experience and answer as many questions as I can. And of course, very importantly, I try to get each and every one of you to start sharing your knowledge as well so we can all help each other out and grow this DJ community in uh, positive Educational manner as well. So, I have a lot of questions as always in my email inbox and uh, anywhere on social. So, if you want to ask me questions for a future episode, you should know where to reach me by now. The links to my socials are in the description down below. It's DJTLM everywhere. And of course, you can check out all of my video material on DJTLM TV on YouTube. Leave questions there in the comment section. And very importantly, like I said, I want to try to get you to share your knowledge as well. If you go to any of my socials or DJ TLM TV, any of the comment sections, and you see a question being asked by someone, and you see or feel that you know the answer or could help by adding some of your own experience to that, please click on reply, talk to that person, and I read all of your comments and replies. so I can also a lot of times see your replies, and actually those answers can sometimes give me ideas or help me out as well. Give me some light uh, perspective on a situation that I never thought about before. I have my own opinion, my own experience, but there's a lot of different ways you can experience things. And I read a lot of these comments that make me go, okay, I never thought about that before. That's why it's so important that we start sharing the knowledge because there's not one type of DJ. When I started out, I really just thought like, okay, this is what DJing is all about. This is my personal experience. This is how I started my career, grew my career, maintained my career. And then I talked to all of these other people that have or had their own DJ career, which was totally different than mine. Just looking at the fact that you could be a club DJ, a radio DJ, tour DJ, mobile DJ, which is a totally different thing than being a club DJ, uh, you name it, all of these experiences can be different. I've experienced a lot of it, some just a little bit of, and some I have like hardly any experience with at all. So it was cool to talk to people and hear about how they experience things and start to understand why people can look at certain things differently. Same thing with the whole discussion that's going on about technology and DJing. I'm not really going to get into that now. I spoke about that before. I'll speak about it many more times, especially when I start to see and hear more opinions from other people, people spreading their thoughts and sometimes propaganda. Uh, I like to just share my two cents, and I feel it's important that we just keep sharing those opinions, but also be open to listen to other people, have a little bit of empathy and understanding why people feel a certain way. All right, I digress because I wanna get into questions as soon as possible. So I have a question ready right here from Manson. And the question is, um, I've been following you for a couple of years now and you've been sharing some great info. So I wanna say thank you first, a salute to you. Now, as far as my question goes is when recording, how do you number your tracks? I have used the Serato interface for recording, but the mix comes out as one track. So how do I number my mixes? If you can make a video to answer my question, I would appreciate it. Uh, In this case, this is the podcast. This might also be a video clip. So if that's the case, you're watching me right now. Um, All right, so you're talking about how you number your tracks and then later on you say, how do you number your mixes? I assume you're talking about how you number your tracks. So if you're recording in Serato, then most likely you're recording a live mix. You just start mixing. Serato is recording everything. You end up with one audio file, waveform, uh, MP3, however you save it. You'll have one file with your mix on it. Now, if you're going to upload to Mixcloud, Soundcloud, or any other of these platforms, you want it as one file. That's how they take it. If it's a mix, you want it as one file. So there's no problem with that. Now, If you post to Mixcloud or Soundcloud, you can add a track list. It's not about numbering. You just start at the beginning of your mix, and you write down every track that you use from the first to the last. Then you have your track list. And if it's on Soundcloud, then you just post that track list so people can see what the tracks are that they're hearing. That's basically what it comes down to. Now, I come from a time when I did mixtapes on cassette. That was the same thing. There was no numbering. On the cassette, you just had your mix and I would make a track list, print it out. And on the back of the tape, you would have like uh, the cover art with all the tracks. After that, when we started using CDs to put our mixes on CDs, we actually did start to add track markers. And if you would put in a CD, you could listen to that entire mix, but you also had the option to skip to the next transition. So what we did then is we would have a file And in that file, in the audio software, we would put like track markers and you had an option to burn that to a CD where it would include those track markers. So the CD would see it as individual tracks. Uh, I think later on, we also just had like separate tracks that you would burn on a CD together and you could have the option to not have a pause between the tracks. So then it would still play continuously, seamlessly, but you just had the option to skip. Um, But if you're gonna upload, there's no real need for that. You're not gonna skip through tracks if you're listening on SoundCloud or MixCloud. So you don't have to do anything editing-wise, you're just gonna have to have a track list. See, if I'm recording, and I'm not recording a live mix, but I'm recording an actual mixtape, a lot of times I'll record those mixtapes track by track. So I'll start out with a track and record that track, for as long as I want that to play. Then when the transition part comes, I'll actually already do the EQing on that track. So I'll have in mind how I'm going to do my transition. So for the first half of the hook, I might still have the bass in. Then the second half, I take that bass out because I know in a real mix that is where I would make that EQ transition. Then I end it with an echo or fade it out or whatever. Then I'll go to my next track, play back a little bit so you hear that first track playing. When it's time for the transition, I'll start to mix in the new track with no bass in it. Then at that point, when I add the bass, the bass in the other track is leaving. So it's a premeditated mix. I know what I'm gonna do. I just chose to record it separately so it's easier to correct if I make a mistake. Now, some people see that as cheating. They feel a mixtape should be a one take. Uh, I disagree. A one take to me is a live mix. So that's totally different. If I record a live mix, I will let you know that this is a live recording because that's gonna have mistakes. If you're a DJ and you're at home, you have the option to record something at home that you wanna be the best quality for listening. I wanna eliminate those mistakes. Not because I wanna prove that I don't make mistakes when I mix. No, you, I treat that like an album. You want that to be the best it can be. And it's going to be a better listening experience if there's no crazy skips or um, missed transitions where they need to line up before you get them right, whatever. That's what I choose to do. It takes a little more time than a live mix, of course. But when I do that, I do have the option to save all those files separately, make cuts and do that. But you don't do that for a upload. So I end up, even if I record track by track, I end up with one audio file at the end that goes online. So when it comes to numbering, that's all it is. So long story, simple answer, listen to the tracks, write down the track list. If you wanna add numbers to that, one, two, how, however many tracks you have, and you post that when you upload the mix. That's it. I want to talk about a question I received about producing. And I'll read the question to you first. It's a very short question, but I have quite a lot to say about this. The question is, I'm trying to start out as a producer. I just don't want to spend money. And also my parents are not buying me FL Studio, so how can I torrent it? Do you know any site or how to do it? Like I said, short question, but there's plenty of stuff in there that I really want to get into. First off, Yes, there's probably ways you can torrent it, and yes, there are sites to do that. In no way will I or am I promoting that option. So I will not tell you how to torrent or send you to sites that will allow you to do that. That is illegal. Now, I'm not trying to be Mr. Clean here. So just to be totally transparent, I've definitely downloaded plenty of music and software back in the days. So it's not like I don't understand where people are coming from. A lot of us did that. Now, especially when I started to do all of this for a living and professionally, I thought it was inconceivable to still do that that way. So any anything I use to make a living, I make sure I'm doing it legally. So all of my music production, hardware, software, uh, editing software for video, for photos, you name it, it's all legal. I feel I have to. Now, here's the thing, I'm not gonna knock someone for wanting to find a way to do it without paying for it. At least I wouldn't in the past. If I read something like this in 2018, where someone tells me they want to become a producer, but they don't want to spend money, then you don't want to be a producer. That's just keeping it real. Uh, There are so many options nowadays that you can, either for very little money or for no money, start out. So that is totally not acceptable as uh, a mind state, saying that you don't want to spend money. First off, most of the software out there has free versions now. Those versions are demo versions, so they're not the full version, but they are plenty to have a little taste to see what it is like. If you find out that it's good enough and you actually want to continue to use it and you want to use it to its full capacity, Most of today's production software is not as expensive as it would have been back in the days. So to me, if you want to really do something, uh, you should be able to cough up a little bit of cash to make that happen. You have time to uh, uh, save up, start out with that free version, and in the meantime, save up some money to get started. Now, I don't remember how much FL Studio is. Uh, I might even look that up while we're talking. But look... If you're already starting out by, I don't want to spend money and my parents don't want to uh, get it for me, to me, that sounds like you're already looking for excuses not to do it because if you really want to do it, you would. Now, to be honest, if you feel that torrenting is the only way, you shouldn't have to ask someone over email. You can just Google that as well. That information is out there and it's available. So uh, I'm actually looking it up right now to see uh, what FL Studio would cost you. All right, um, I'm looking at prices here. I see different versions of ImageLine FL Studio 12. Uh, I see a version here that's 199. That's the producer edition. Look, 200. The time I'm talking about when I was downloading music and software is a totally different era. If we're talking about what I'm using now. So if I'm talking about, for instance, Photoshop, I have a cloud subscription for Adobe where I pay a monthly fee and I can use all of their software legally. To me, best invention ever to have like this subscription-based model that a lot of brands are using now. So I can use Adobe Premiere, Photoshop, After Effects, Illustrator, Audition, you name it, all of those products and I pay a monthly fee. Yes, if I do that for years, it might be a little bit more expensive than just buying it. But you have to remember, buying it costs a lot. But back in the days, the download time I was talking about, you would pay probably a couple of thousand just for Photoshop. Now, I was only using Photoshop to edit uh, covers for mixtapes and sometimes flyers for parties that I was promoting. So this was in no way something I had planned as a career, to be a photo editor. So I just used it for that. If I would have made that my profession, so if I would become like a professional designer... I would have bought it. But at that time, you did not have the option to go for a free version, demo version. You had to go out and buy it. So that was my option. That's why I'm disagreeing with the mindset right now in 2018 because you don't have to think like that. It's not like you only have the option to pay either thousands of dollars or euros or download it illegally. When you have so many things, most software has either that free demo edition or you have a subscription-based model. Same with DJ software, totally different topic. Like a couple of the um, main players, I think Serato and Pioneer both have it. I'm not sure about Tractor, but if I'm right, with both of those, you can buy it, but you can also pay a monthly low fee. I don't know what they asked for, like 10, 15, whatever, uh, to use their software. So even if you don't have enough money to spend 100 right now or 150 for DJ software, some of these companies offer you to get a subscription where you can use it all day and you pay a monthly low fee. We didn't have those options then. So if you really wanna start out to become a producer and you don't even wanna spend as little as a couple of, let's say 10, 20 a month, or get that demo version, start out with that, a save up like till you get a couple of hundred, then you don't wanna become a producer. If I had that option back in the days that I could hear like, hey, you wanna start using Photoshop? It's a thousand or a couple of thousand in the store, but they also have an option where you pay like, I don't know, 60 a month to use all of their software. I'll be like, wow, really? That's a great offer. That's me. That's because I come from a different era. If you're not coming from that and you weren't paying like crazy amounts for software, crazy amounts for records, uh, you might look at it differently, but that's why my mindset is, we're living in a time where it's so great. You have so many options so easily. Same with the record pools. I can subscribe to a record pool for $30 a month and get all their music. I was spending 30 a week. um, No, I'm saying that wrong. I was spending a couple of hundred a week on records because I was paying 30 just to get two copies of one track that I wanted to play. Now keep in mind, if you're in the US, it was a little bit cheaper. You guys were paying like $6 for a 12 inch. We were paying like 12 to 13 euros. So that's like 15 bucks for one. And I had to have double copies. So 30 and that, that would only give me like two copies of a 12 inch. Now for 30, I can subscribe for a month and get all of the music. Sometimes I feel that people don't appreciate or understand how great we have it now. I'm taking full advantage of all that. I have cloud-based subscriptions to probably 10 or 20 services because it allows me to use stuff for a very low amount. To me, it's a great error. That's why I'm taking full advantage of it. So if you truly want to be what you say you want to be, for instance, a producer, you should not depend on your parents to buy stuff for you. And if your mindset is already, I don't want to pay for it, then you're not starting off the right way. So, uh, look, I'm not even sure if you really want to be a producer. It might just sound like a good thing in your head. Go get a free version of FL. FL has a fruity has a has a free version. They have a demo version. I'm pretty sure of that. Like I said, their producer edition, that's like 200. I already see that they also have a 99 version. That's the um fruity edition so that might have a couple of uh less features in there but still that's 100 bucks and you have fl studio a legal version uh and then they have probably their top version that's 300 but that all is nothing in comparison to what people were paying uh, uh back in the day so probably if you skip on getting a couple of uh um one new game for instance if you're a gamer then you already uh, are way on your way to getting that software. So the options are there. If you really want it, go out and get it. Take advantage of what's out there now. Please do. For the modern day DJ, producer or musician, it's more important than ever to make sure you have an online presence and having your own website is key. Banzoogle makes it easy to build a stunning website for your music in minutes. You can choose from hundreds of mobile-friendly themes and then customize your design and content in a few clicks with Banzoogle's easy visual editor. Now, all the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, and integration to pull in content from all your online services, including Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I use Banzoogle to create the Share the Knowledge podcast website And that was very easy. Banzooko plans start at just $8.29 a month and include your own free custom domain name. Now, if you want to try it out for free for 30 days, click on the link in the description box down below and be sure to use the promo code SHARE to get 15% off the first year of your subscription just wanted to send a quick reminder to all my YouTube viewers listen to the podcast and I'll make this a video clip so if you're watching this is for you. A couple of weeks ago during episode 50 I had a special giveaway where you could win a free copy of Algorithms DJ2 app for iOS. Now I received a lot of uh, comments for that giveaway and I picked 10 winners here on YouTube and I sent all of you a message through your page but I haven't seen replies yet. Now I haven't checked in two days. So I'll check right after recording this podcast in this video, but make sure you check out your inbox on YouTube uh, to see if I sent you a message. I picked 10 people. I sent all of you a message. I need your info so we can make this happen. So once again, if you joined in to try to win one of these DJ2 apps by algorithm and you left a comment underneath the 50th anniversary video, make sure you check your inbox on YouTube to see if I sent you a message. All right? Thanks. So while we're sticking to the subject that I was just talking about, and I was talking about DJ pools also as one of these like subscription-based services, uh, I received a question, and the question is, I'm um, looking for a source of music where I can download music for a monthly fee, so a DJ pool. And I mean all music because one thing I noticed was most of the pools do not have all music i'm interested in playing hip-hop old and new school house dance music latin music just a pool where i can get anything i want the monthly fee doesn't bother me but i just want a source of music not a source that says um your search cannot be found look i think you're asking for the impossible right now because how i can't explain exactly how the dj pools work but the ones that do it the right way will have certain connections and deals with labels and artists so that they get the music. The music gets provided for them to supply to DJs legally. I mean, not anyone can just start a DJ pool and take their music collection and start sharing it with DJs. There's rules involved. But to have a database, an archive with literally all music in there that's just basically asking for the impossible. First off, most DJ pools will try to curate to a certain degree. So they're not just adding everything to the DJ pool. Now, if we're taking this back like 20 years, it would have already been crazy. I mean, they weren't doing everything digitally, but just imagine that they could have all the music that they had then digitally. it would still have been pretty impossible, but especially nowadays, if you compare it, there's so much new music that comes out because a lot of artists don't need to go through that entire process of finding a label, recording for a while, then releasing, setting a scheduled release date, you name it. A lot of artists can just jump in to their uh, own little DJ booth right now and um, record something, use a service like TuneCore or or Lander and get it up on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you want So, uh, uh, and send it to DJ pools. So there's so much new music coming out and there's so many different genres out there. That just doesn't apply. I think your best option would be is to see if there's a couple of DJ pools that if you combine those that maybe they can offer you what you need. Or find a DJ pool that comes closest to what you're looking for. Get everything you can from there, but then the rest you would have to find yourself. Either you have to just buy it off iTunes or find different sources. If it's older music, maybe you can go to secondhand CD stores, uh, buy some of these compilation CDs that you can rip, get your music that way. It's just impossible to find a DJ pool that's gonna have everything. They do all try to have their own identity and specialize in certain areas. You're not going to find that DJ pool that's going to have everything when it comes to hip-hop and uh, uh, old school and classics and and EDM and country and rock. You would have to have, like, a lot of connection to get all of that stuff and a large team to curate all of that and get it all in there. I, I don't see that happening. So, again, you appreciate what's out there. I mean, you say it doesn't bother you that you have to pay for it. Well, that shouldn't bother you because it is a great service for a low amount to get a lot of music. But I think you're asking a little bit too much here to get everything. Most people don't want everything. That's also this thing. So um, like I said, find the pools that come closest and then the rest you'll have to find yourself because not everything gets provided to DJ pool either, and they can't just put everything in their archive. So I hope that answers your questions and help you out. Taking it to the creative side for a second, I received a question that is all about combining mixers. So the question is, how can I connect two mixers for use with four turntables? So two each, shall I add a third mixer? So we're talking about a scenario where you have two DJs with two setups. I mean, if you're using DVS, a lot of devices now have like dual USB, so you can connect both laptops if you're doing it digitally and play off the same set. But in this case, we're talking just about having two DJ sets, two turntables with a mixer and another two turntables and a mixer. So both both of you will have your own setup. Um, If you wanna connect the two, it all depends on what type of equipment you're using. If you're using mixers that have more than two channels, that you could just take the master out from one mixer and connect it to one of the channels on the other mixer if the mixer has more than two. The DJ is using two for the turntables. So is it, for instance, if it's a four channel, a DJM 900 or whatever, two channels go to phono, then you still have two channels available and you can just use one of those channels to have the other mixer come in through that. If you only have two channels, A lot of battle mixers, so scratch mixers, not all, but I know plenty that have it, have a special feature that gives you an extra input that most of the times doesn't have its own channel fader, but they'll give you an extra input so you can like daisy chain the mixers. So in that case, you could take the master out from one mixer add to that, a special input on the other mixer, and then most of the times it'll just have a little volume knob that you can use to turn it up, but that will also allow you to connect. Now, if you're dealing with two mixers, two channel mixers with no extra inputs, then yes, a third mixer will be necessary. So then you can take like another two channel mixer, and one channel will take the one set, the other channel will take the other set, and then they both come in there. So that all depends. So it's great if you have a mixer that can add an extra channel or has four channels, then you don't need an extra mixer. If you don't have that, add that extra mixer. Now keep in mind, that does not have to be a DJ mixer. That could just be a small two-channel mixer with just channel faders, no crossfader and stuff like that, simple EQ, just something that can guide the audio from both into either a PA system with speakers, or maybe you want to record into a recorder. Uh, There's plenty of options out there. So there should be a lot of cheap solutions to solve that problem. So that's where I'm going to end this episode. This was episode 53 of the Share the Knowledge podcast. You can check out a new episode every Monday on iTunes, Anchor, and SoundCloud. And of course, you can find the video clips on my YouTube channel, DJTLMTV. For all questions, you can send me emails to DJTLMTV at DJTLM.com or check me out on social. All the links to everything will be in the description box down below, including a link to my Share the Knowledge Facebook group, so you can join that as well. Um, Now, make sure that you share the podcast, share the video clip, whatever you're watching or listening to. And also, once again, if you're checking out comment sections and you see questions and you know that you can add some value, please jump in, join the conversation, share the knowledge. I'll be back next Monday with a new episode. Until then, thanks for watching, listening, and uh, talk to you soon. Peace.